0: It's time to place your bets. Let's talk to the pros. Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. It's me, Joey P. Joe P. Zapia, and I hope you're enjoying your holiday season. As always, joining me to talk college football and the bowl games that we've got coming up this week on the Christmas Weekend edition is of course the one the only Scott Bogwin from Betting Pros and in this league Scotty P uh fun bowl games last week the Jimmy Kimmel bowl I did actually get to see a piece of I, I didn't <laughs> see him there but uh, I'm sure he was at some point in time I was He was uh, there
1: in spirit of course yeah, you know
0: it's yeah. just the if embodiment I have a bowl of Jimmy game Kimmel named after me, I'm going to be there I'm playing quarterback basically I think that's
1: the way it's go. <laughs> That's uh do you have any years of eligibility left Joe I, I mean, got plenty
0: <laughs> I got plenty. I'm not going anywhere, buddy. Let me tell you something. So Boggs, uh, did you enjoy the bowl games last week and how you're feeling about uh, this week's games?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I was super disappointed in the, uh, the bowl last night, UTSA and San Diego state. So, uh, cause I had UTSA in that game, but, and they had opportunities and San Diego state kept shooting themselves in the foot, but that's just revisionist history, you know, uh, watching the games that you didn't pick right. Also Wyoming, uh, rolling right over was a little bit surprising to me, but there have been some surprises, but for the most part, I think I have been five and six. So hovering right around 500 on my picks, but also weird stuff is happening. You know, it's not just the NFL. There's some COVID mm, yeah. stuff. I know the Texas AM and is in a bit of a bind right now. Hopefully they have more than enough time to get guys to come off, but, um, players are opting out. So we'll try to cover all of that as we go here.
0: Well, let's just jump in with two feet right now, and we'll start here. And, of course, you're going to love some of these names you got at the bowl games. I thought last week was pretty good. There might be one or two that are even better (laughs) this week. Spoiler alert. Let's start (laughs) with the Frisco Football Classic. Miami of Ohio, three-point favorites versus North Texas. 54-and-a-half is the number. Boggs, Miami of Ohio is the favorite. Should they be?
1: Uh, I've got UNT in this game. The Mean Green are on a five-game win streak right now to get into a bowl because they're 6-and-6. Uh, behind the third-ranked rushing offense in the country. Miami has given up over 300 rushing yards twice, both big losses uh, to Army and to Kent State. And if DeAndre Tory and UNT can get close to that total, uh, I think if they can get over two bills, uh, that this is going to be North Texas in a walk. So I will take the streaking Mean Green to win this game.
0: Very good. Moving on to the Gasparilla Bowl. Now, I do like a good Sarsaparilla. I'm not exactly sure what a Gasparilla is. Uh, Boggs, if you've got any uh, indications on that, please let me know. Don't
1: know. I know it's something in Florida. So uh, Florida might be
0: at Gasparilla. Yeah.
1: And and look at uh, look at the teams that we have here for the Gasparilla Bowl.
0: There you go. So UCF versus Florida. (laughs) Florida is seven point favorites in this one. Fifty five and a half is the number. Now, UCF, certainly not a walkover. Uh, Florida, probably the better recruiting class here, maybe better talent. But is talent going to win this football game? I
1: mean, this is exactly right, Joe. This is your classic talent versus motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Florida has lost quarterback Anthony Richardson, edge rusher Zach Carter going to the NFL. He's opted out. Muhammad Diabede uh opted out. Jacob Col- uh Copeland all out for this game. Even their starting quarterback, Emory Jones, is going to leave Florida. He's going to be in the transfer portal, but he's going to wait until after this game happens. So, you know, it's your uh Florida Gators that they're, they have a new head coach coming in, Billy Napier. Mm-hmm. They have an interim head coach versus UCF who wants this game. They want the game, this game on their schedule every single year. They want to be taken seriously. Uh, but they have backup, a backup quarterback in Mikey Keene right now, and they just aren't as good as they normally are. But with that being said, I think UCF has the motivation here. I'm going to take them to win this game straight up. So I will take UCF straight up because Florida has just shown us They will absolutely give
0: up. All right. Let's get on a plane and go from Florida all the way to Hawaii for the Hawaii bowl, Memphis eight and a half point favorites versus Hawaii 55 (laughs) and a half is the number now. Ohio, Um, excuse me. Uh, Hawaii has missed a few players here, right. That are leaving. Is that correct? So what kind of impact is that going to have on this game and potentially the total as well?
1: Well, it's their two best offensive players. It's their starting quarterback, Shevin Cordero going to uh, San Jose state and day, day Hunter. They're both in the transfer portal. So that makes this game kind of an easy option for me. Memphis won't have their best offensive weapon in Calvin Austin. He's off for NFL draft prep as well, but I don't think I care. Uh, I think they can win behind an efficient passing game in Hennigan and Hawaii will struggle to put up points on the board without their two best offensive starters. So I will take the Tigers and lay the points in this one.
0: The Camellia Bowl. Uh, ball State versus Georgia State, Georgia State five and a half <laughs> point favorites. Fifty and a half is the number on this one, Boggs. So what are your thoughts on this contest?
1: I love how you said that, like Juan Burgundy, with a question mark at the end. Camellia, the Camellia Bowl? it's
0: well, like, is it the Camilla Cabello Bowl? You know, did she start having a ball game <laughs> then after? If so, <laughs> if she's performing at halftime, I might very well have to watch that one as well.
1: Not even sure who that is, Joe. That's but. okay.
0: I have teenage daughters almost. Kind of, okay. sort of so I all right. Things.
1: Well, it makes me feel better that I yeah, don't yeah. need to know who that is. So, but the game it's not a great matchup for ball state this game. And uh ball state is great at stopping the pass, and Georgia State runs. They're 10th in rushing, they're 110th in passing. Uh Georgia State has given up a lot of rushing yards in their losses, and ball state isn't really great on that side either. Uh, but they're they're, uh, they're not really great on the other side offensively, but they're better passing than rushing. Georgia state is also uh solid at getting in the quarterback. They have 40, 34 sacks this season. I think this one is an easy one for the Panthers. So I'm just going to take them and lay the five and a half.
0: All right. Let's see how you feel about the quick lane bowl. Western Michigan, seven point favorites <laughs> versus Nevada. 56 and a half is the number on this one. So uh, a lot of the money coming in on the Western Michigan side, box. Is that correct?
1: I think so. Everyone is picking WMU because Nevada is going to be without their starting quarterback, Carson Strong. Their um, he's going to the NFL tight end. Cole Turner going to the NFL and their head coach is leaving uh, Jay Norvell to take the Colorado State job. So uh, to say Western Michigan is inconsistent, I think would be unfair to inconsistent teams. But they haven't won back to back games since October 2nd and have won big 33-point blowout win against Kent State, who's a pretty solid team. They made a bowl, and then they lost um, the the next game uh, by 19 to Toledo. That was in back-to-back weeks, both those MAC teams they lost to. Uh, They have a signature win this year, too, over Pitt. So I'm going to take the Broncos. Combo of Caleb Ellaby and Sky Moore, I think, are going to be the big factor in this game. Nevada has a chance to win. Uh, So this one isn't going to be a very high-ranking in my confidence uh, stuff. Because they will run the ball. Toa Tao is a better running uh and their running backs coach. He's a better running back than advertising. The running back coach is the interim head coach here. So I do think they'll run the ball, and it can be effective. They won games like that against Colorado State, but I just think WMU is gonna be too much for them to handle here. So I'm gonna go with the Broncos.
0: <laughs> I know you're excited about the next one too. It's the military bowl, East right. Carolina versus Boston College. BC is three point favorites. The number is 51 and a half and 99% on the under very, very heavy on the under in this game. Why is that box?
1: I mean, I, this, this game is going to be a fantastic game. I think Mm -hmm. Joe, I mean, uh, these teams match up as well. Uh, East Carolina is a top 25 passing offense, Boston college fourth against the pass. Um, You know, uh, they only gave up one 300 yard game the whole year. And it was against an sec opponent in Missouri boston college on the other hand bc's offense has been stagnant 24.7 points per game 93rd in the nation but ecu gives up 26.3 points per game so i think on both sides of the ball this is a very very evenly matched team um i'm gonna take ecu hold nailers uh is a tough competitor that has had the team competing in some of these tough losses here south carolina marshall app state ucf houston and cincy crazy schedule for east carolina it's nuts that they even made a ball So I think that this offense is going to have enough juice to win this game straight up against BC, who just doesn't have a ton of offense. So going to be a fun game for sure.
0: Yeah, sounds like it. That's for sure. Uh, Birmingham Bowl, 20th ranked Houston versus Auburn. Auburn, two and a half point favorites in this one. Fifty one and a half is the number. That's a small number here for Auburn, but it is a ranked opponent in Houston. So what do you see the outcome of this one being?
1: This is such an interesting game. The Cougars don't have that signature win on the season, right? They um, lost the only P5 team they played against Texas Tech. And uh, they lost to Cincinnati in the AEC championship, right? So uh, even more important is that Houston lost a game they should have won against Miami in the New Mexico Bowl last year. In the season before that, they clearly quit and got smoked by Army 70 to 14 in the bowl game. They were just done. They didn't want to show up. Uh, Auburn will be without their starting quarterback, Bo Nix, who transferred to Oregon, But I think they should still have enough juice on defense to slow down Houston. I'm afraid that Auburn just has too much on that line behind all SEC. Roger Derek Hall um, for Houston to handle. So I'm going to roll with the Tigers and the talent. But this is another one of those games Joe, that probably needs to be low in your rankings because it's, you know, Houston has quit two years in a row in their bowl. So they're getting called out. Dana Holgerson in particular is getting called out for that. Their head coach. So they need to show up in this game and beating Auburn would shut everybody up on that quitting nonsense. What do you so, make of
0: the Bo Nix transfer, by the way? That was kind of curious to me. You know, uh, town boy, he was the, he was the story the last couple of years, you know, the legacy kid. And I don't, that really hasn't happened for him. And I've not been the biggest fan of Bo Nix, but what do you make of this?
1: I mean, he's got to go and play. I think what he's really trying to do is play against worse defenses so that he looks <laughs> better for the NFL, honestly, mm. you know, um, and, Auburn has not been able to put together a very good offensive game plan over the last couple seasons, too. So going to Oregon, a team that's still a national map that but gets mm-hmm. to play Pac-12 sure. schedule instead of the SEC, I think might do good things for his career. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, still got to go to o- Oregon and win that job. So right. uh, they got a new uh, coaching staff coming in, Dan Lanning and company uh, from Georgia. So that is, it's going to be interesting to see if he immediately gets that job, which he should, that's why you transfer. Right. But, um, what can they do with him? Because Dan Lanning, obviously a defensive guy, uh, being the DC at Georgia right now,
0: first responder bowl, Louisville, one and a half point favorites versus air force. 55 and a half is the number. This one's real tight bogs. Which way would you yeah. approach it?
1: I mean, the whole game is going to come down to one thing. It's Louisville being able to stop the air force run game. Uh, Air Force number one in the country, uh, rushing 342 yards per game. Obviously, the triple option and all that stuff. But they're averaging over 55 more yards than number two Army. So they are unbelievably efficient with it. But uh, if the run game gets going, they will control the clock. They're number one in that, too. 36.4 minutes per game is what they average right now. And uh, they'll put pressure on Louisville to make plays quickly, which will force any team into mistakes. But with all that being said, I don't think that that will go down like that. I think Louisville, uh, Louisville is going to be the first P five team that they're playing all year air force. And I think they have too much talent. Mikael Cunningham, Malik Cunningham, excuse me. Uh, great quarterback. They're very well balanced offense in rushing and passing. So they'll find a way to win this game. I think, and the spread being so low, I'm going to lay the one and a half and take Louisville.
0: All right, the Liberty Bowl, Texas Tech versus Mississippi State. Mississippi State, nine and a half point favorites, huge number here for them. They got to hold up. 59 and a half is the over under. Can Mississippi State hold on to this nearly double digit spread?
1: I mean, this is one of the games that even if it was with the spread, I mean, we pick games straight up, but uh, right. e- even with the spread, I would put it so high on my list and take Mississippi state. This is an easy pick. Uh, Texas tech is all over the place. They've been inconsistent this season Um, all year long. Their interim head coach, Sonny Cumbie is gone after this game. Mississippi state is led by Mike Leach, who was fired by Texas tech and hates them. Um, So I, he wants to put the boots to Texas tech. He has said all in his press conferences. It's not personal, blah, blah, blah. Come on, man. Everybody knows it is. It's (laughs) way more about the players. Of course, then the head coach here, because the, your talent is on the field. But, I mean, even when you break it down to that level, Will Rogers, great year. Texas Tech quarterback Henry Columbia shouldn't even be starting for them. Um, Mississippi State by way more than nine and a half, Joe. I think this is going to be uh, – that one's going to get ugly.
0: <laughs> well, this next one's really tight. The Holiday Bowl, this is the one I like here. 18th-ranked NC State, one-point favorites versus UCLA. 59 and a half is the number here for this one. Now, these are some – Teams worth watching. This one's going to be very close. So where are you flipping the coin between these two teams?
1: I think, I think, Joe, if UCLA had been favored, you wouldn't have batted an eye, right? No, not at all. In fact,
0: right. well, that's what I mean. It felt like almost like a pick and I, I have no yeah. problem with the ranked team being favored. That's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. But one doesn't mean anything to me, so we're just going to bet it outright. And if that's the case, which is the team you're going to lean towards?
1: I'm going to take NC State here, and I just think they're too well-balanced to be beaten by UCLA in this game. Leary, uh, their quarterback, has been outstanding, 35 touchdowns, 5 touchdowns ints the whole year the defense has been outstanding they rank 17th in the nation 19.7 points per game less than three touchdowns a game given up they've been great 24th against the run 31st against the pass and they had 33 sacks this year ucla can just get a little bit one-dimensional this is the problem with the chip kelly offense right is Mm -hmm. they can be one one one-dimensional their offense is top 20 against the run uh and the the um pass offense is below average. I think they were like 68, somewhere in that neighborhood. So not terrible, but not well-balanced at all. Mainly a rushing team. The only good win UCLA has had the whole year, too, was against a well-below LSU average team in the Rose Bowl. So I think the Wolfpack win this one. I don't think it's as close as we make it. I think this is kind of a game that in the late third, early fourth, you you start to go, all right, what else is on? You know, I'll go watch a TV show now. So we'll (laughs) see. But I like NC State in this
0: game. Now, I know when we talk about the history of college football and you know, the Cotton Bowl, the Rose Bowl, all those steeped in tradition, steeped right? Tradition, which comes to mind for me is the guaranteed rate bowl. Of course, always one of my Gotta favorites growing up as a kid. Rate. My father's father's father mm-hmm. uh, always enjoyed this game as well. West Virginia versus Minnesota, Minnesota, four and a half point favorites in this contest. Forty five, a pretty low total here, Bog. So does that tempt you to go for the over between West Virginia and Minnesota? Uh, no, it doesn't. Okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> this game. Uh was going to be tough for WVU to start against Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota top 10 defense against the run, allowing just at just over, <clears throat> excuse me, 100 yards per game. They're ninth in uh, the country against the run. Um, but it's even worse because the running back, uh, the best running back for West Virginia, Letty Brown opted out to go to the NFL. So he was the main point of their offense. The good news for them is, Minnesota is a very run-heavy team, 32nd in rushing, 115th in passing, even with a veteran quarterback in Tanner Morgan, who I feel like he's been there for a decade, but mm-hmm. uh, four years, obviously. Um, but this will be a low-scoring game, most likely with a couple of veteran quarterbacks in Jarrett, Deggie for WVU, Tanner Morgan for Minnesota. Um, one of those guys is going to have to win this game, and I don't have confidence in really either one to okay. win the game at this point. I'm going to take Minnesota because they'll have less adjusting They lost their big running back uh, Mo Ibrahim early in the year. Then they lost their backup running back and they've gone all the way down to freshman Tyler Potts, who has been successful. They won't have to adjust nearly as much as West Virginia losing their best player, offensive player this week or last week. So um, I'm going to take Minnesota and lay the points here.
0: The Fenway bowl, Virginia, two and a half point favorites versus SMU 71 and a half bogs. I almost have to do a double take every time I see that number. What do you think about this one? I guess if you like scoring, this is the game for you, eh?
1: Hammer the ender, I think, in this game. This is uh, <laughs> I mean, this is a, and a half? That's Yeah, a it's lot. <laughs> Well, SMU's been good, right? But, I know, but um, still,
0: 71.
1: This is about the losses that SMU has had, though. Sonny Dykes on his way to TCU in this game. They're two top wide receivers, Reggie Roberson and Danny Gray, opted out uh, in the transfer portal, gone. Virginia's had a gaggle of uh, players either entering the transfer portal Both their starting tackles and tight end Jelani Woods. Uh, Plus, this will be Bronco Mendenhall's last game. He's going to resign after this one for Virginia. Obviously, they bring in Tony Elliott from Clemson here. Um, With both these teams having fantastic offenses, it's going to be a good one. But I'm going to take Virginia. I'm going to take Brennan Armstrong. I think he's an awesome weapon. He's their leading passer and rusher for Virginia this season. I think they want to send off Mendenhall in style. Uh, SMU kind of falling apart at the seams right now. Uh, with um, Sonny Dykes heading to TCU. So uh, give me uh, Virginia and I'll lay the two and a half.
0: From Virginia to Virginia Tech, who will be taking Mm. on Maryland three-point favorites, by the way. Maryland is in the pinstripe bowl. 54 and a half is the number. Now Virginia Tech in a bit of flux here bogs coming into this game how does that affect this game against maryland
1: i mean that's the whole game here dude i mean this Mm -hmm. is to me uh yeah i feel like you have to take maryland that's 94 percent of the public on maryland as far as cash goes uh when i wrote this up uh last night but at full strength i would take the hokies but they fired their head coach justin fuente uh quarterback braxton burmeister transfer portal um, number one wide receiver Trey Turner, their cornerback Jermaine Waller, edge Amari Barno, and offensive lineman Letica Smith are all going to the NFL. That's a lot of NFL talent to lose mm-hmm. in a bowl game like this. Maryland um, all of a sudden looks way better in this game with all those guys gone for Virginia Tech. So uh, this is going to be an effort game, and this is Maryland's first bowl since 2016. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take little Tua, Tualia, Tonga Tag- Viola, and The terps to win that one. Um, I don't think it will be, I think it'll be by more than three. I think you're safely in the points
0: there, all right. The cheese It Bowl Iowa State versus 19th ranked Clemson. Clemson just one point favorites by how the mighty have fallen. 44 is the number here. Uh, on this one, Boggs. How do you see the outcome going?
1: I, uh, this is a great game. This is our uh, you know, one of our best bowl games mm-hmm. of the week here. So, to me, this game. Is about the dominance of Clemson's defense. Clemson has the number two scoring defense in the country. 15 points per game allowed. Outstanding. They're 36 against the pass. They're eight against the run. Iowa State, unfortunately, has come up short in uh, three or four games against tough opponents they faced this year. Iowa, Baylor, Oklahoma were all losses with their one win in these tough games coming against Oklahoma State, which is a great win. I don't want to take that away from Iowa State. Uh, It's a very, very good win. Oklahoma State, fantastic team this season, but... Um, they're going to be missing a lot on both sides. Iowa State uh, will be losing their best running back and player in uh, Brees Hall. He is their a uh, big, big chunk of their offense. He's probably sixty percent of their offense right now, so that's going to hurt them a ton. Clemson lost both their coordinators, Tony Elliott to Virginia, uh, Will Venables to Oklahoma as new head coaches. Their wide receiver Justin Ross is not going to get healthy enough to play in this game. Probably wouldn't anyway because he's going to the NFL, but. I think in this game, I'm just going to take Clemson. I'm going to take this dominant defense. I'm going to lay the one point against Mm -hmm. Iowa state. This should be a great game. And a lot of these guys for Iowa state came back to play this year to try to win the big 12 and go into the tournament. It didn't happen. So how motivated are they going to be to play is a big question for me as well. So uh, give me Clemson and the dominant defense in the cheese it ball which much yeah. better than the stupid Cheez-It Bowl I went to, Cal and TCU, mm-hmm. nine interceptions in that game. I, I mean, like you Cheez-It's. might see nine picks <laughs> here, but they would all be for Clemson probably.
0: Are you, are you a Cheez-It guy? You like Cheez-Its?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I they're like okay. Cheez-Its. They're not bad.
0: I, the people who love Cheez-Its, I'm like, eh, love
1: all, all, yeah, love. Yeah, also, you know, for me, I'm a goldfish man. Ah, uh, so, okay. Uh, I standards. love the fishes because they're so delicious. And Captain and I, my cat, can share them so
0: ah, there you go see i I like the s'mores goldfish i'm a big fan of the s'mores goldfish they're very good
1: never tried them but you know what based on your suggestion uh, i will find s'mores
0: goldfish are delicious they got little tiny miniature marshmallow goldfish in there we're gonna make it happen oh yeah you got the chocolate you got the graham cracker one and then you got the little (laughs) tiny marshmallow very popular in my house for over a decade the s'mores one vanilla cupcake Also good. But the s'mores. See, you got to have the of sweet, course. but also the savory goldfish. You got to have both. You got to have both in the cabinet at all times. You, dude, I'm, I'm going to the store
1: after this. I'm going to find it, So <laughs> I'll send you
0: a Speaking picture. Speaking of sweet and savory, how about that Alamo Bowl? 14th ranked Oregon versus 16th ranked Oklahoma. Four and a half point favorites. Oklahoma is in this contest, but 61 is the number of bogs. You think this one might actually overperform on that 61?
1: I think the over is the easy call here because both these teams are losing so much on defense. Right now, so um, for Oklahoma, the uh, wide receiver Jaden Hazelwood gone, linebacker Brian Osimo, Nick Benito, defensive tackle Perry and Winfrey, Isaiah Thomas, Austin Stogner, Theo Weiss, all gone for Oklahoma in this game. Obviously, a lot changing here as Lincoln Riley heads off to USC. Um, you know, Will Venables comes in, a lot of parts moving and shaking right now. So, in this bowl game, that doesn't matter, all those guys are going, Oregon is going to be without uh, a cornerback Michael Wright, linebacker Kayvon Pittman, cornerback Devin James, wide receiver Devin Williams That's a lot. and uh <laughs> you know uh, so much on defense for both of these squads is going to be gone. So for me, I'm not picking uh Oregon or Oklahoma if I'm betting this game. I am picking the over here. I'm going to lean with Caleb Williams in this game. Uh Oregon has been inconsistent since that loss to Stanford. They got beat by Utah twice. I think Oklahoma is probably a better team stack you know, with their players than Utah is right now, I don't know. So, uh, but Oregon lost a lot too. I think they've been overrated since they beat Ohio State, though. So, give me Oklahoma in this game, which hurts me to say. But finally, we get a ranked on ranked bowl game here. So, that one should be a lot of fun.
0: I've like a little ranked on ranked action. And next week, we got right. more of that obviously coming at you playoffs and everything, uh, the college football playoff, which is very exciting. So, don't worry. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy Christmas, everybody. Scott Bogman, I will not leave you hanging for next week where really the big games are going to come into play, so we'll be here for that, and also for the National Championship game as well to break down all the props, individual uh, bets that you can make also here on Betting Pros. In the meantime, go check out all the consensus lines and all of Scott Bogman's work at bettingpros.com, and make sure you subscribe to the Betting Pros podcast wherever you get your pods. That'll do it for us But the story of the game goes on. For Scott Bogman, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids.